right. What's up, everybody? This is Sierra. And this is Elisa. And we are still here with our Living Room Talk. Yeah. But this is Living Room Talk Part 2. <laughs> All right. We still got our guests with us. We know last week we rolled over a little bit and, you know, we started getting into the meat of things. So I do think you all would enjoy if we gave it to you all in its totality. Uh, so this is Part 2. and We're still here with Corey and Dante. Yo, yo, what's up? Yo. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of women have misconstrued the meaning of submitting. Mm. You know, and this might be another Mm. podcast, I don't know. (laughs) But I think there is a misconception about what it means to submit. You know, when the Christian man wants a woman to submit to him, it is definitely looked at as though oh, you can't become the CEO of a company and submit. They act like both can't coexist. You can't Mm -hmm. be an amazing, strong woman like you are and still submit. It's almost like they look at it as it has to be one or the other or that submitting is a bad thing. And maybe we do explore that in another podcast, but I do think that, especially the Christian man, I'm not going to say that this is all men across the board, Mm -hmm. but the Christian man, I know that, you know, because we're rooted in the word yeah. and that is strictly from the word, mm. you know, we are really, I don't want to say turned off, but we tend to keep our distance when we see that, oh, okay, she doesn't get it. She doesn't get what that means. Mm. So, yeah. I cannot wait until the day where in which I can come down out of my, from the 33rd floor of my job and go home to submit Right. <laughs> it's just the, like the pressure that that's being take, taken off of you. I just feel like I I very much desire to rest in my husband, right. you know, knowing that he is grounded and that he is rooted in the Lord. And like, I don't thank God I don't have to make no decisions when I get home because my man going to make them decisions. Like, yeah. I think and, and maybe some women have a problem with just like submitting all around the board because they don't think that man is masculine enough. Mm. You know, and, and you know, I heard, you know, a pastor say, well, if you ain't got no respect for that man, then technically you're doing yourself a disservice by being under somebody or sharing some time with somebody that you don't even respect. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is, which is, you know, that's why the Bible clearly outlines, you know, it called men to love their wives and women to respect their husbands mm-hmm. because God knows what's important to us, how yeah. he made us. Um, but to your point, Dante, you know, in Ephesians 5 is what he was mentioning, Ephesians 5 and 22, you know, it's not women submit to all men, women sum- submit to your boyfriend or the guy you're no, talking really. to. It says women submit to your own husbands. Right. You're only called to submit to one man on this earth. It didn't mm. say submit to your daddy and submit to your cousin who's a brother too. You know, it, it says submit to your own husbands, the own husband to which you accept his, mm-hmm. in, you know, his, his, you know, engagement or his, his proposal, you know. So this is a, a husband that you agreed to marry. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Right. He's not yeah. saying submit to every guy that you run into. Yeah. But yeah, you know, I heard it, I heard it outlined like this, you know, submission is to be under the mission of your your husband. And that does come with confidence, confidence in the type of man he is, uh, confidence that he is is listening and submitted mm-hmm. to Christ because, you know, mm-hmm. as we're submitted to our husbands, our husband's supposed to be submitted to Christ. So to Dante's point, I think that a lot of young ladies, um, you know, we don't realize how important it is to be gentle and kind of be mindful of if we 
are interacting even with a guy that we're interested in in a way that I won't say shows as though we have to audition, but expresses the fact that we do have the intention to trust in the leadership mm-hmm. of our husband right. and that's something that we're we're planning to and and desiring to do yeah. especially if we are responding to this young man like Sierra said earlier, responding to a, a young man that we have already, you know, kind of discerned and said, man, this guy is like, I, he's a leader. Like, I respect him. That's why I'm talking to him, mm-hmm. you know? And so I guess, are you saying that you have to, it's good to, that's something good to see? Yeah. Do not submit to me if we're, <laughs> please don't, I, that's <laughs> right? not what I want. Please, no. We gonna have your babies. <laughs> yeah, please. <laughs> like, like no. no, 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 no. But just show that you understand what that means. And those qualities so that if we were to get to that point, we don't have that problem. Right. You know, we don't have that problem. And I, and one thing that, that I think is important to point out, too, is that we have kind of clouded what submit means. And when I say we, I don't mean just, just women, us in general. Yeah. Because there are men who have thought that submit means that, no, you're going to have a meal when I get home ready mm-hmm. every day. Mm-hmm. Submit can mean that we've agreed that I'm going to cook the meals. Or that mm-hmm. we agree that part of our mission mm-hmm. is that I'm going to have Wednesday and Thursday or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. So I feel like because we have put our beliefs and, well, we have let the world kind of tell us what that should mean. I think that has played a role in women kind of feeling a way about submission, too, because it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that means I'm a cook. That means you going to run the finances. Like, no, you might be the one to run the finances. That might be something that you're better at, mm. you know, and, and I'm all for that in a marriage, us seeing what works best for our situation and our mission and what God told us that we should do. You Come know? on, having That's missions good. in marriage. And That's to further good. zoom out from that, because um, you said something that kind of stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. I feel like with that being said, men and women, we also have problems submitting to God. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, Talk about the one that's over. That boy Corey. Talk about it, King. That Talk boy about Corey. It, King. What you mean? What you mean? So, of course, I mean, we hear what God is commanding us. We hear what he tells us, what he tries to teach us in his word. Mm-hmm. But while we're down here, we're like, oh, no. In, in the olden times, you know, that was back then. But mm-hmm. now, you know, I'm my own man. I'm going to do this. Mm-hmm. I'm going mm-hmm. to be selfish. I'm going to have my heart hardened. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like we don't really fully submit to God and I just yeah yeah I really feel uh, yeah, like we just don't true. fully submit to God really we don't listen to him and everything and how can we expect somebody to fully all right submit to us if we can't submit to I mean because at the end of the day all right boom, at the end of the day right mm. we're all under God right absolutely mm-hmm. so you know I think that's why it's so important for for both of us to humble ourselves, mm-hmm. for for the woman to humble herself to her husband and say, yes, I've submitted to you, but that's because you've submitted to God. So I'm not mm-hmm. under your leadership. We're under, under God. God's leadership. Absolutely. You know? So, yeah. So that was a really good point, Dante. And, you know, it makes me think about how, you know, before we are under our husbands as married women, as single women, We are in an uninterrupted fellowship with Christ. So we are to be practicing submission to Christ every day in our singleness so that by the time we get to a marriage, you know, we've been 
allowing God to work on our hearts, even in what that means. Like, I know that we practice submitting every day, submitting our expectations in our life to Christ. Mm-hmm. Um And all of this is a practice. All of these are to be practiced. And so, Corey, that was a really great point. You know, we do we submit to God enough to even know what that means? You're struggling to Mm. figure that out because your life is not dedicated and constructed and run by God. And then you try to get into a a godly marriage, you know, or a godly courtship leading to marriage. And you're struggling to figure out how to respect, how to love, and how to trust someone's leadership. And you're still— you know, in yeah. the process of learning how to trust God's leadership. Wow. So that you not being able to submit to that man don't got nothing to do with that man. That mean you, you ain't been practicing that, that with mean, God either. Exactly. Or yeah. you haven't had enough single time. You wow. haven't been in your singleness enough. I think Naomi and Ruth are rerouted. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Naomi gave her whole life to her men. When a man died, she gave it to her kids. And, you know, and Ruth the same way. I'm giving my whole life to my man because she didn't have any kids. And when they passed away, they left them in their singleness to do nothing else except for now I got to trust you, Lord, and submit to you because who is going to provide for me right now? Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know. You know, and I guess if you look at Boaz and you see all the things that he has accomplished, you see him letting people glean in his field or you see you see him. He really he very much represented a man that had been submitting to God. Yeah. He was sitting in a high place. You know, they weren't just giving out uh, high places. They weren't just giving out seats. You know <laughs> what I mean? You could tell that he had been a man under God. So that that is that was a really good point. Really good point. That is awesome. Well. So. <laughs> <laughs> if there are any men out there who um, submit themselves to the Lord, Elisa's available. Wow. I'm not, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm just playing. Whoa. I'm just whoa. Playing. Now, I ain't available unless God sent you. I got a friend with a T-shirt that say, I'm not available unless God sent you. I think that's me. That oh, that's you. Sure. You, you know what? It is the cool Christian chick sitting across me. You is right. <laughs> Shit, don't be pimping me out on the... No, I'm just playing. Um, no. <laughs> don't come this way unless you prayed about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that, you know, men moving forward, you should pray and obey. And women, if you prayed about it and you being led to lay at his feet, do it. It is not against the Bible. Um, it is not not against, you know, custom to, you know, express your interest, but do it in a tactful way. Remember that they are human. They still are men. And the way in which if you wouldn't want somebody to talk to you like that, don't talk to them that way. Right. You know, step in, express your interest, step back and let him be a man about it. Yeah. And I think one thing, too, is I feel like how you approach sets the tone for what it's going to be, mm. you know, so. So you will be cutting grass. If you're not careful, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 that's what I'm Depending afraid of. on the guy, right? Yeah. You yeah. might be. But also, if you approach from this very sexual manner, that's what I it's think it's be. difficult to be upset now when a year down the road, you see that there's no substance there, mm. you wow. know, if you approach from the wrong place. But if you approach in a very intentional manner, mm. you know, that's when you have a solid foundation. And it wasn't just about like what Elisa was saying earlier or you approach me because I'm fine, because I look good. But what about this? What about this? When when you really get to know me and you see that maybe my personality is this, how will you react to that? Wow. So what would y'all's advice be for women who are... Um, I would say very strong-minded and um, uh, very intelligent. I'm not trying to say anybody's not intelligent, Mm -hmm. but um, I know that both Sierra and I have gotten comments about being um, 
a bit intimidating or people seem to need so much time to think. Like by the time some guys come to us, it's like, I've been like you for eight years. You're like, dang, brother, it took you eight years, you know, <laughs> to, 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 you know, approach me. You was that's, I was scaring you that bad. Like, oh, man, that's, you know, I'm cool. What's up? So what would your advice be to those women who are like, well, I pursue because I feel like a guy is too scared to talk to me or um, or or they just feel like when they do maybe start those conversations, it does not really amount to, you know, any sort of a obvious interest expression. Personally, my advice is stay yourselves. Honestly, so like we said, you can approach with class, you can express your interest, but if he does not have the courage or the drive to go out and pursue you, maybe that's not your husband. Because what if there's a challenge out there in your life? If y'all get married or something like that, and you need him to be a man and step up, but he's intimidated by a woman that he's attracted to, Mm. how is he going to tackle that problem? Or is he just going to sit there and want you to do it? Big fat. Yo, my little brother. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. Look at baby brother. I'm telling you. Woo. I'm telling you. That was a great point. I don't know how I follow that, bro. (laughs) (laughs) So to Corey's point, you know, I feel like it takes a real man to appreciate a strong and confident Mm. woman. That's not for everybody. You know, that's, that's not for everybody. And... Tell my strong and confident women out there who you might feel like you have to approach and you've approached and it hasn't amounted to anything. I would say really and truly Mm -hmm. keep looking, keep being Mm. prayerful about it because you're a certain type of woman and you deserve a certain type of man. And, you know, if you're approaching people and they can't match your confidence, they're not on your level. And I hate to say level because... You know, I don't want to sound demeaning, but, you know, there's somebody for everybody, right? Mm -hmm. And the reality is that might not be your person. You know, that Mm. just might not be your person because, to Corey's point again, you know, you don't want when y'all are on the road, you know, tire blew out. He don't even know how to handle the situation. You know, he can't even pull out the phone and call roadside assistance, (laughs) you know, at the very least. (laughs) What's the number, baby? What's what's the number? And, and, and that's exactly what it will turn. Talk to him? And that's exactly what it will turn to. And not that that's a bad thing, because right. again, I don't want to put any specific roles on any right. particular gender. But you know, women want to feel like they're being taken care of. You know, they want to feel secure, right? As our, as men, that's that's that one thing is our job for sure mm. to make our woman feel secure, right? And if we're in a time where or in a time of emergency and an emergency and I can't handle it and make her feel comfortable and secure and I'm leaning on her for her to do that to me, Mm. then then there's a problem there. So Mm. I feel like women who are very confident, you know, successful, whatever word you want to put in that pot, you know, understand that that person might not be your person. Yeah, you were attracted to them, but, you know, you might just need to keep looking and keep being prayerful about it. That's good. Yeah. Wow. That's good. Keep it moving, sis. Keep it keep it moving. Keep it moving. Pray about it. Pray about him. Now I have a question. Okay. So I'm gonna try to flip that question around. Okay. What would your advice be to guys who are intimidated by women out here? 
Mm. Is there anything that y'all want to speak to those who, um, those wall huggers who aren't mm. as confident? Aww. I know, right? Give them a hug through the airwaves. We're but I want to say, let me say this. Let me say this. I don't feel because because I feel like I could be a wall hugger. But I don't feel like a wall hugger is definitely is necessarily an unconfident person. Mm. You know, okay. I, f- I feel like we gotta we 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 gotta make sure we don't blur the lines there. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you could be out and you just don't feel comfortable in that particular situation, but in the right situation, you'll act accordingly and how you, you know, based on how you feel. So okay. I feel like I just wanted to clarify that so that you know. None, none of my wall hugging fellas out there <laughs> who are really confident and, and for real don't, don't yeah. feel no type of way, you know. So if you are a wall hugger and you're incompetent, is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, you're not. Well, outside of wall hugging, if you're okay. just not as confident and like what's your advice to them for trying to approach a woman? You know, you should always be praying, right? I was thinking about little David. Right when he <laughs> had to go, no, little David. Was, what song he sing? No, David. Oh, King David. <laughs> no, well, he was little David before he oh, was the king, okay. right? This was, you know, this was after his anointing. <laughs> well, this David was, on the track. Yeah. <laughs> Don't put him doing this together. <laughs> after he had became anointed, he had like this big old giant thing to do. Like wow. he wanted to. Go up to Goliath, somebody who everybody was, quote unquote, intimidated by. And he felt like with the power of God, I can do this thing. I can conquer this thing. Right. If you feel like God is calling you to something now, because it's very clear that the Lord was calling David to Goliath. So if you feel like the Lord is calling you to something, but you scared or you feel like you're not really quite there yet, you just need to pray about the process. Right. It really for some of us strong women, you would be surprised at what of how appreciative or how effective you would be with that rock and that slingshot. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, it, it just it's just like, it's sometimes it really truly is just the effort for me. Like, if you walking up and you shy about it, first of all, that's precious because yeah. I don't know if I walk up to him and say, what's your name? What's your sign? Creep up from behind. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> you, <laughs> look too, you a look too comfortable. Like, how many babies do you got? You know, so, <laughs> some of us may find it really attractive, you know, because you may have everything except for the approach, but I think it's just like the effort that you put into it. It may just be your time. Come on, come on in the room. Wow, come on in the room. Not that one. Oh, that's not the same. Oh, it's my duck. Y'all, Corey is single and he knows gospel. And <laughs> but he don't know the lyrics. That's the problem. Hey, We're working on it. <laughs> hey, I know the tune. Now I can't hold out the tune. He can come to church and snap. Yeah, no, that that's really great advice. <laughs> <laughs> he is an expert snapper, clapper, you know, uh, ad libs, you know. Anything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, no, that's a that's a really great point, and I agree that that shyness, that authenticity, definitely um, is something that we we like. You don't we don't want you putting on you know a big show to come talk to us because we're gonna see right through it. You're not being yourself, and you know. In the same way, we're not probably going to be comfortable if you are, like, completely just shaken up either. That might make the whole situation a little awkward. So I would say, like like Sierra said, be prayerful about it and maybe find an approach that's more comfortable for you, too. We're all different people, mm-hmm. you know. It was mentioned before that we're, there's different personalities. Some guys and some girls feel more comfortable maybe— 
when the approach is happening, you know, in the midst of conversation or after conversation. Maybe you're not the walk up to a girl and talk to her type of dude, you know. You might have to be someone who enjoys maybe a friendship or some sort of authentic way of meeting to make it both comfortable for you to get a feel for that young lady because that's what we're all trying to do is we're trying to kind of assess the situation really fast. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to assess if you are the type of person that I want to walk away with my personal cell phone number. Um, And dudes are trying to assess in that moment if that is a young lady that they, you know, are interested in from afar. And so we're all just trying to make these assessments in the moment. And so if you need a little bit more time, it's nothing wrong with that. If you need a conversation, there's nothing wrong with that. If you need, you know, a genuine reason to talk to this person, there's nothing wrong with that. But if there's something that is heavy and pressing upon your heart, like Sierra said, definitely pray about it because you could be given that confidence confidence in the Lord, to be honest. You know, um, God doesn't want you to miss out on the things that he has for you. And he definitely doesn't doesn't want you to be fearful because fear is not of God. You know, God has not given us a spirit of fear. Um, and so, yeah, I definitely agree. I, I think you're recognizing that we're all different people. And ladies also don't expect every guy to just walk over with, you know, all this machismo, you know, and just, yeah, what's up, girl? Like, yeah, yeah, you know, because, you know, it's funny because we do tend to um, think sometimes, oh, wow, he was so smooth. But if he's so smooth, once again, he probably have a whole lot of practice. You know, so some of the best approaches just just slithering all around here. Yeah, you real like the enemy slithering. Yes, you real smooth. You're too smooth. You know, but yeah. So you know, I think that's something we don't think about sometimes. Is when the approach is just so manufactured, so practiced, and stuff like that. Yeah, it might have went over really well, but that's also you know because it it probably has been rehearsed a number of times. So just be authentic, be yourself, and if you're a little shy, you can even say that. I I definitely would appreciate if a guy was just like, hey, you know, I don't. Man, I was kind of scared to talk to you, you know, but I really couldn't let you, you know, leave without having a chance to maybe chat. So Yeah, I feel like that honesty goes a long way. And one thing I wanted to say, too, is it's it's so important to be who you are, to just be you and, and mm. accept who mm-hmm. you are, mm-hmm. you know, because... Mm-hmm. You know, for me, I've accepted who I am and and I understand, and this is for everybody, that God is going to bring you your person. person. Mm -hmm. You know, so if you're shy, if you're confident, it doesn't matter Mm -hmm. because God is going to bring you that person that meshes up perfectly with whoever you are. Mm -hmm. So I don't want it to sound like we're on here telling anybody to be confident or don't be shy. Mm -hmm. Be who you are. And and understand who you are. Be prayerful about a partner or a wife, and and God will will kind of meet you in the middle where He's like, okay, this is your personality. This is what I put in you. Yeah, I'm gonna bring you somebody that goes right along with that, so that you don't even feel out of pocket or out of your comfort zone when you're talking to this person. It just feels right. You That's know? great. Amen. Yeah. That's great. Amen. What I was gonna ask is. Because this has always been unclear to me, and this has frustrated me a little bit. So this is me being real with y'all for a second. <laughs> On the real. On the real. So when I'm dating a woman, I don't mind paying for all the dates. It turns me off, though, when we've decided that we're either exclusive to each other or we're in a relationship, and I still have to pay for all the dates. Mm. Oh. What is your thoughts on that? 
<laughs> I, I don't even believe in boyfriend and girlfriend. Okay. So I just think that we're going to be dating and then you ask to marry me and then we get married. Okay. That's fair. Okay. But it's from friend I think to fiance. Friend from fiance. friend to fiance. But I think if I can afford it and we finna do this thing for the rest of our lives, mm-hmm. of, you know what I mean? It's not, I'm not going to lose nothing because you, my man, forever. Word. So, you know what I mean? I don't have anything to lose. I think probably women don't contribute. Because they feel like, oh, this ain't going to last. And I don't want to lose no money. That end work and lose my money. I ain't going to lose my money. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's because they probably just wholeheartedly aren't invested into the relationship. I say, I think ultimately nobody, male or female, wants to be in love or in relationship with a selfish person. And I think that, you know, most women, if especially if you fall into a groove where you've now been going out frequently with this person, it's more of like a... Just a consideration like, hey, I got it this time. Or like, hey, I paid for the popcorn. Since you paid for the ticket and you keep paying for the ticket. You know, we're aware as well that he keeps signing all the checks, you know, (laughs) and he keeps adding all the tips and stuff. And so um, I just think that that's just a consideration thing. Now, some men were taught and were raised to be like, no, she never pays for anything. Like, even in their marriage, they're like, I pay all the bills. Your money is your money. But yeah. that's some people are raised that oh, way. That so and then rich. some people were... <laughs> well, I forget sometimes that some people are raised that way because that's not how my household is. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Everybody, you know, contrib- both my parents work, both it, both of them contribute. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but there are some people who are raised to say, the you know, no, it's the man's job to pay for everything. And yeah. I mean, then the woman don't even touch no doors and they don't do this you know and so I just think that um, it's considerate for a young lady to say hey man I got it like you know what you know you you dropping all this money just in the interest of even if if I see a future with you too you know I don't want you to be out here financially just blowing money every week on me and you don't have to you don't got to impress me like that every single week Mm -hmm. you know um yeah, I just think that's a consideration thing. Um, but it's something that should be talked about for sure. Yeah. Now, with that being said, if she offers to pay for the whole date, how do you feel about that? What is the status of the right, that's situation? Well, just to piggyback back on his if question. If they in a relationship? They're in a, yeah, like, yeah, he's they're, talking about a relationship. I mean, you know, Usher yeah. said, you going to come over, take me to see a movie, or the Chinese food. Like, I was, oh. I'm saying Usher has a song where he we're trading places. places. Yeah. So, if, oh, I mean, okay. if we together. He said you going to open my door, too. I mean, if we together. I, get, right, I think right. it was a joke. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> he was serious. Um, I mean, but, I mean, again, in, I think in relationships or when you have decided that this is what we're going to be doing for the rest of our life nothing nobody is above or below right. you know okay. what I mean right. I, I thought that a man supposed to pay the mortgage and I pay the utilities I had somebody tell me the other day no you're not and I'm like oh well I guess I'll just be buying you gifts just, <laughs> you just be paying bills and I just be buying you stuff you know me and the kids you know I don't right. I don't know but um Really, I think it's something that people should talk about early on, not to be running away from it. Because when we take marriage counseling, you're going to need to know how much money I got in my bank account anyway. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And I find that that's something I shy away from when dating and in a relationship like finances. I really never. And I, I think it just has to do with how I was raised. Like, mm. it's just was something that never was really talked about. Like, that's kind of your business, you know? I get that. So, I get that. But I, I definitely see how it could be so healthy to have those conversations. So do you plan on sharing bank accounts? 
A hundred percent, though. Yeah. I, I okay, so what's the, like... What? I guess, I don't know. Maybe it's the trust factor, where it's like, I'm not sure how long you're going to be around, so I don't want you all up in my business. No, wow, I, I, think, that's, I think that's solid. Man, wait, are you talking about, like, as boyfriend and girlfriend? Or yeah, are you talking about... As boyfriend and girlfriend. Like, oh, okay, discussing okay. finances. Yeah, maybe I just, like, I'm like... No, I was talking about the sharing the bank account one. Is oh, no! no. Oh, okay, you don't share like, nothing whoa, unless you oh, marry. We don't share nothing, so okay. I'm not nothing. If you know okay. who I bank with... where do i wire it to cash to Corey's point though like how do y'all feel about we're not married but let's say foolish we decide (laughs) (laughs) next question (laughs) nonsense let's say we decide that we're gonna start a little savings account together like a travel or whatever oh that's cute what how do y'all feel about that it doesn't have to be travel specifically. Let's say it's for an investment fund. Maybe y'all want to start saving if y'all know y'all getting married. Maybe y'all, I don't know. Like, okay. how oh, that's okay. solid. Let's yeah, let's put it in those terms. Okay. If you're engaged okay. yeah. and you're and you are creating a, a like a wedding budget fund and you're both trying to contribute to yeah. this and you're not betrothed yet. Yeah. <laughs> That's because the Lord told me to marry you. The Lord told you to marry me. Then we can move forward however way in which we need to. But okay. I we not. Not, I'm not boyfriend and girlfriend or nothing. I'm so not. you're saying you're open to it if that is who is for you? Yes. Okay. We and can do engaged, everything together. We have become one. I am a firm believer in when you are married, you are one, mm-hmm. which means my problems are your problems, your problems are my problems, your money right. is my money, this, that, and the third. Right. I can drive your car and not even ask you for the keys because I left my keys and you can drive mine. Like, it's just kind of mm-hmm. like we together. Mm-hmm. So nothing is exempt. That's how I feel about it. Okay. Mm. I still think that's pretty risky for sure in dating. Dating does not give me any sort of confidence. And I know that there's some people who are so in love. And I saw a music video the other day that featured the artist's current boyfriend. And this is like a young person. Mm. And we're just all like, oh, my gosh, this could be really bad. Right. Because you are clearly really sprung, Mm -hmm. you know. And um, I I just, I think that we— I'll say this. I think that we have a society where a lot of young men and young women do not really know how to get what they need or want out of a relationship. Mm. And it could be because they were not um, shown. They maybe didn't grow up in a household where they got to see all the interworkings of, you know, the, the different roles and the push and pull and things like that. And so even when we talked about a young woman demanding or expecting certain things on a date, you know, and things of that nature. I think there's a lot of young women who don't know how to expect a high-quality relationship or expect mm. standards, certain standards from men. So they demand, right yeah. you know, <laughs> but, but seriously, they demand because all we know how to do is um, verbalize it. Or mm. just, you know, say, well, this is what I need. And so if this is what I think I need. This is what I think I need. This is what I know. I, this, this is what is I think what I, I want. want, right? Out of a relationship. This is the mm. vision I have. I haven't seen that necessarily un- how that unfolds or what what that looks like or how that comes together, but this is what I think I want. And so when you talk about like easing up on some of those gender roles, when you talk about easing up on some of those like um um who pays for what and how and when, sometimes that's hard to process process when it's like, okay, wait, I just got like confident expecting certain things Mm -hmm. from this man, you know, or from a man. And so, you know, 
when you talk about paying for the date, like now I'm starting my function a little bit because I don't want to risk or I'm fearful that once I go down that road, I'm not going to be able to get back um, mm. to a place where I'm respected and I'm like, That's you good. know, keeping keeping maintaining that standard that mm. I just got. Like I just figured out how to demand it. Gotcha. So, so you, know. you got a little taste of it and now it's kind of ripping away from I think that brain. there's a lot of women who are nervous about things like, you know, trusting a guy yeah. um, or, you know, everybody don't want to get played nowadays. Yeah. This is yeah. like, oh, I don't want to get played. Nah, I'm not going to be too, you know, I'm not going to post your picture. And I, you know, I agree that there's, there, you should be private and discerning and you should be wise. But I think that there's so many people who, even when there's nothing to lose, right. you know, you just have to be a little selfless, right? You just have to be um, a little bit, you know, considerate. I think that that's hard for some people because they feel like, well, I'm going to get played, you know, or my respect is mm-hmm. going, I could possibly be risking, you know, um, my respect if I give too much. You know what you're reinforcing for me personally? Just how important it is to have healthy households, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, with strong marriages, not perfect marriages, strong marriages, because mm-hmm. that's where it all starts. Mm-hmm. That's where it yeah. all starts. We're asking each other all these questions, mm-hmm. but. A lot of the answers for that and how you perceive that is based on what you've seen in your household. Absolutely. So what a reminder to us for how important it is to have those healthy marriages, those healthy relationships. Mm -hmm. That way, when we have kids and they have kids, some of the right things, again, not the perfect things, the right things that we instill in them kind of avoid some of these things. You Mm -hmm. know, they'll understand that, oh, this is a partnership. It's not just oh, my dad paid for everything. My dad did X, Y, Z, gender this, gender that. Right. It was a partnership. They complemented each other. Absolutely. You know, mm. so, yeah. Now, with Absolutely. that being said, how do you feel if, for example, you fall in love with a woman and say you come from a two-parent household and they come from a one-parent household or like a broken home possibly. Um, and vice versa yeah and vice versa like how would you go about that situation like would you still I don't want to say like you're not gonna marry them because you know they don't have both of their parents in their lives but how would how do you think that that would affect your relationship and how would you go forward from that Mm, who wants to go first I don't see any effect the reality is no, n- none of us have ever been married before, so we can look at a marriage, mm-hmm. um, but we still don't know what it's like mm-hmm. to be married. Okay. And I don't know, I, I guess just for me, because I mean, my parents were married, but I never seen them in a marriage. Mm-hmm. And, but that, that I don't, I, and sometimes I fear, you know, being with somebody and it possibly going somewhere because I don't know anything about marriage. And then I realize that neither does he. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. and it'll be the it's the joy of doing it together. You know, you all will be able to create a, a a strong household for whatever works for you based off of what you seen probably because you saw how your dad interacted with your mom and she was know well. This is not, I don't want to end up like my mom. I saw her do these things this way. So now, I mean, I know that I am 
a bit more intentional about being submissive or mm. being intimate or showing a man that he is a man. You know, I mean, I go on dates and I order and I tell him what I want him to order me so he can talk to her. You know, it's just you just do stuff to make him like I'm I'm wit like I'm willing. Um, I mean, because but if you're a man and you lead, you know, and you show her how to do things, if it's something that you don't like the way she do it, then you read, you know, then you read, you know, tell her how you want it to be different. So I, I don't know that it I don't know that it makes a great difference. Okay. I think it can depending on what what the situation is or certain in certain areas. I think it can in terms of um what someone deems as normal. Mm. So like there's some things that, you know, growing up in a two-parent household, I may think is normal or I may be know how that is to be navigated or can be navigated <laughs> without it blowing up or being like the end of the relationship. You know what I mean? Like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that's that's normal. Like, yeah, you know, that don't mean the end, you know. But then for somebody else, I might be like, oh, my gosh, like, we can't work. Like, I, I this, I, this seems like this is unmanageable, mm-hmm. you know. And so I, I definitely agree with what Sierra said when she said neither one of us have been married. We still have to, like, figure this thing out for ourselves. I completely 1,000% agree. And I think that that is where, you know, mentorship comes in. And I think that's ultimately the biggest blessing of having a healthy marriage example, whether it be your parents or your grandparents or your aunt, uncle or whoever. It doesn't have to be your parents. But, to, but you know, most people who it, it is their parents, they, they're valuable because they are a resource or a tool in which they could go to and still be mindful because sometimes you don't want to be you don't want to be talking to your parents about your marriage so they won't like your spouse very much mm-hmm. but yeah. um i think that ultimately that's where like mentorship is so important and sierra said a key word intentional mm-hmm. you have to be intentional if you know there's a cycle that you don't want to repeat or something that you need to learn or you really want to um see unfolded in your marriage that maybe you have never really seen you know unfolded or or, or rolled out then you're gonna have to be super intentional about saying i don't want to repeat this cycle because we tend to default back to what we know yeah when we're not intentional. And two, that could come with just making sure that you have counsel because you want to break a generational cycle and you want a successful marriage. Yeah. Mm. Okay. Um, so I don't come from a, a two-parent household. So I grew up just me and my mom for the most part. You know, my dad lived here in Georgia. I would visit him a couple times a year sometimes. Um, so I didn't grow up in a two in a two parent household. So I would say that yes, from my perspective, it plays a role when you're pursuing somebody who grew up in that household in a household like that. So I think what it takes, I don't, I, I won't say that it's not workable. It's 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 very doable. Um, but I think you both have to have an understanding. Um, and you both have to be intentional about seeking that understanding hmm. because both there are, sides. There are hmm. things that you just won't be able to wrap your mind around because you literally haven't seen it. You literally Absolutely. haven't seen it. You know, because for me, I, I even when I think of my family, because you said your grandparents, you said an aunt or uncle. Mm-hmm. 
now my aunts and uncles are married. Um, my grandparents are still married, mm-hmm. but they're kind of separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and see, we only have one divorce on both sides yeah, of the family, so, like one between the both sides. Yeah, and and I had on my dad's side, I had one uncle that was married, wow. and he was super like I didn't see him often, and they ended up getting a divorce. Mm-hmm. So I haven't really seen that. I don't want to say perfect, but that ideal marriage up close and personal. So naturally there'll be things that I can't fathom or wrap my mind around or understand that she might be able to understand. And we both have to understand that. And then I also want it to be clear that just because someone male or female came from a two person household, that does not mean that they get it. Right. Mm, no, right. That's because so I have seen that. Mm-hmm. I have seen that where it's like, and if you're not careful, you'll end up being very disappointed and wow. and watching them a certain type of way because you're like, you grew up in a two-parent household. How do you not understand this? Mm-hmm. Because what happens behind those doors, it, like you said, healthy. Ain't and sometimes it could be healthy from what it looks like. I know some people who, you know, you still could be missing stuff. Right. You you didn't have both your parents in your home, and so you never saw, like, them argue and, like, resolve a situation. Exactly. But there's some people who've never seen their married parents argue. Exactly. And they, they, so they are with the same deficiency as you are in terms of, like, okay, but I still don't know how to get from point A to point B in this situation right. because either my parents weren't transparent or they were broken in this area, right. too. Or so they kept that, me at arm's length. Right. Or, or they tried to make it seem like we were perfect. Right. Um. You know, and man, it's just, and this just goes back to how we just have to be so careful, you know, in relationships, in marriages, because it's so crazy how you can, I don't want to say mess up, but you can lead the next generation astray, Mm -hmm. you know, by trying to be too perfect. And I get it, you know, some, depending on how old that child is in that household, you might want to keep them at arm's length. You know, right. everything is in a child's place. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're going to come of age where you might want to sit them down and explain, hey, me and mom, me and dad had an argument. Mm-hmm. You know, this is this is what it was. We said this, but we came to this conclusion. This is how we got to this conclusion. You know, I feel like those mature conversations mm-hmm. go mm-hmm. so far you know, because I have definitely seen both, you know, I've seen it where that other person grew up in a two-parent household and they had a great perspective on on marriage and relationships and 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 things that are of that matter. But I've also seen the other side way where they did, but it's almost like they were in that household and they were like... At the other end of the house in the marriage. The marriage was happening on the north north end of the house. Wow. And, and, and they were on the other end. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. you know, I just want to make sure that, that we're being clear that, hey, there's no surety that if you are pursuing somebody that grew up in that household that they're going to understand. They, mm-hmm. they might be very well be in the same boat as you, yeah. if, if not worse. I think those definitely affect people's um, expectations and also optimism, Mm. you know, because like you when you mentioned that you only had um, maybe a couple of marriage examples, Mm -hmm. there could be a um, optimism that someone who's had a lot of examples has uh, like even like the cheating topic or something like all men cheat. Like, well, I know a lot of men who don't, you know, and then there's some people who don't know any that don't cheat, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And so it's it's. I think 
there's a number of factors that are definitely affected, yeah. but communication, intention, um, mentorship, and prayer, I think can get you yeah. from point A to point B because nobody is eternally broken, right. you know, and, and ignorant. And if what you don't have or what you don't didn't get um, just wasn't just given to you, you can go and get. And that's right. with um, the beauty of, of us having this abundant life that is available to us through Jesus Christ is, yeah. you know, he reconciles a lot of things and we have a lot of opportunity to go and educate ourselves mm -hmm. on topics, on situations, on um, relationships, on, you know, just there's some people don't even know stuff till they have roommates, you know right. what I'm saying, in terms of like just living and functioning and mm -hmm. stuff. So there's a whole lot of ways for us to always constantly being improved, improved people and um, relationships are no different. Yeah, and I just feel like if you, or anything like me and you didn't grow up seeing that, don't be discouraged, you mm -hmm. know, because to Elisa's point, you can seek mentorship. You know, I could think of so many because we all go to the same church. Mm -hmm. I could think of so many examples within the church, you know, and those people will happily answer your question. Those people will happily sit down with you. Of course, they have their struggles. You know, but it's how they navigate through those struggles. Right. That's that's the information that we need. You know, mm -hmm. so, I like that. I like what really you just good. said about yeah. the difference between a healthy relationship and a strong relationship yeah now nah, but we just wanted to bring this conversation to y'all man because you know this is a conversation that sierra and i have had mm -hmm. um and we just felt like it was incomplete you know mm. we we felt like we were um sitting here as two women deciphering the intentions and the thoughts of men and you know why not have brothers on here you know absolutely. to tell us directly yeah, because i think yes absolutely yes, we enjoyed this absolutely well, I'm Sierra. And I'm Elisa. I'm Corey. And I'm Dante. And this is how you Navigate, Navigate with, with Faith. Thank you for listening to the Navigate with Faith podcast. We want to give a special thank you to Dante Hodge, our executive producer and editor. And thank you to the Pigment Playground for designing our show artwork and graphics. Music by Turn Me Up J-Cast. This episode was recorded at Listen Up Audio in Atlanta, Georgia. Subscribe to the Navigate with Faith podcast on your favorite platform. And follow us on social media at Navigate with Faith on Instagram and Facebook and Navigate W Faith on Twitter. <laughs>